Isn't it good to be here? Oh, maybe three people were happy. Is it good to be here? Yes. That's a good old youth pastor in me. You say it again and people reply because you know if you don't, I'll just keep saying it. Yeah, you know that, the good old trick. But good to be here and kids, guess what? If you listen really well, and you have been, haven't they been amazing actually? They've been doing great. We've got some presents for you at the end to, to, to use with our last song. It's a bit of a bribe there for you. Isn't it great to be able to be here and great to sing without masks on and just to, to be together now? We, we didn't even know we, if we could pull this off going back a few weeks when we thought of it. So we just thank God that we can actually be here and I'm glad that you, you came out. Now at home, uh, we have a nativity set. Anyone here have a nativity set that they bring out? Yeah, wonderful. Uh, we love to bring ours out. We've been collecting it over many years. It's actually a carved set. It's beautifully carved, it's, it's painted. It's one of those willow tree sort of sets that we've been putting together. Do you know those? You might have one of them too. And it comes out, we, we put it and display it. And this year it, it came out and then last week as a part of the family service, uh, Wendy Venton did this wonderful craft and it was a little nativity that we got to make of our own. And so we sat with the family and, and many families did this. We sat and we cut, we cut out the little characters and we, we glued together a manger and we you know, glued together an angel whose head nearly got cut off so it got stuck back on. Um, and we had like 20 minutes so it's happening, happening rapidly. And, and what I discovered in the end was it was just a competition for the parents in the end. It was just let's see which parents can do the best job. But it, it came together and guess where it sits now? At home, right next to the other nativity set. Pride of place next to the other nativity that we have. And, and the manger is, is coloured in, but it's coloured in out of the lines. You know, there's some straw sort of stuck on. Um, and another angel was made by Noah, I believe, at Kinder. Um, and it looks nothing like the rest of the nativity. And uh, it's sitting there now. It's, it's been adopted into the nativity set as well. And it got me thinking, as I looked at those two nativity sets, the, the rough nativity, if anything, actually symbolises the Christmas event better than the perfectly carved set sitting there. The one we made, it's not perfect, but it seems to represent the story far better than the perfection of the, the carved set. For The real life story of the birth of Christ was far from perfect. And as we're, we're preparing for this season, we, we, we give Christmas cards or, and you look at the, the pictures, the beautifully sort of representations and the nativity often on the Christmas cards, these artistic representations of Christmas, and they're often so perfect, they're, they're so beautiful. Every character has their, their, their place. When we come to our Christmas lunch, it's usually one of the, the lunches of the year, isn't it? We, we put effort to it into it of course because it's a wonderful thing to celebrate but sometimes we go a little bit beyond and and get so focused on making sure that everything is just right everything is in its place you might love wrapping christmas presents any people out there who love wrapping those just wait i'm taking down some names so we can <laughs> you get it's, it's beautiful to get a, a gift that's beautifully wrapped but again, we can get carried away, can't we, with all, all the trimmings, all, all the extras. And it's almost a deceptive perfection. 
with all these perfect displays. And we're often reminded at this time that Christmas was far from perfect. When we look closely at the story, we see that it was a very messy event. But even in the midst of the mess, God was present. God was present in the midst of the mess. This year has been a little bit of a mess, don't you think? (laughs) Sean said it quite right the other week in our service uh, where he wanted to burn a calendar. Is that the word, yeah? And then someone else said, I wish I could burn the 2020 calendar. You know, it's, it's what a year. It's, it's one of those years we wish we could forget. Our plans have not gone as we would have wished. We lost our freedom. We came to realise that we took so many things for granted. Even this Christmas has been messy. I'm not sure how you've found it getting your presents uh, purchased. Online shopping seems to have been more of the way this time. Even this service, and it's almost like God has given me a working example and I'm not sure if the music team will be grateful for it, but I got a call yesterday and Gerald Donker, who was worship leading today, had to work in Sydney this week. (laughs) If you've seen the news. They got back in time yesterday, but he's currently, he had to go get a COVID test and he's not allowed in public gatherings. And so Ken, late last night, hears, guess what? And poor Ken, where's Ken? Where are you, mate? Good work. Ken hasn't, yeah, put your hands together for Ken. Ken just politely said to Gerald a few weeks back, I'm happy to play in the back corner and just help out. (laughs) Finds out last night that, hey, no, wait a second, you're going to be up front. Then we get here this morning and one of our guitarists gets a migraine and can't be here. So Tim, who was on the sound desk, goes, I'll play guitar (laughs) and picks up a guitar. That is pretty much a summary of how this has come together. It's just been everything we planned has just sort of fallen apart in some way. But again, this this perfect example that even with that, God uses it and he works in the mess. And I want to thank you to the guys for pulling that together because you did a wonderful job, guys. I want to thank you for the sound team and for everyone that's made this happen because we didn't even know if we could get here. Yet we're determined to come here because it's not about the performance, it's about being together, encouraging each other and giving praise and worship to our God who deserves it. We declare here that God works in the midst of the mess. I want to focus on a couple of things just very quickly. A couple of the parts in the Christmas story that were quite messy. First of all, the mess of the virgin birth. And so in the story, an angel comes, Gabriel comes to Mary and says, God has chosen you to give birth to the Son of God. And we read that and it's like, wow, that's so beautiful, that's lovely. But here's this 13 to 16 year old girl being told, you're about to give birth to the Son of God and the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll give birth by virgin birth. Yes, you have a fiancé, but don't worry, it's all going to be okay. This young girl then, of course the fiancé hears this, Joseph hears this and says, really? (laughs) Virgin birth. And he had decided in his mind to, to break up quietly. That's what we read. But an angel comes to him and tells him, it's okay, it's okay, this has come from me. But the angel doesn't go to all of their friends and family or relatives. I find that interesting. That would have been really helpful. (laughs) 
Can, can you imagine Mary and Joseph saying, we're going to give birth to the Son of God? It's by virgin birth. You can imagine all the family nodding and going, yes, okay, and then walking away going, really? Virgin birth, that's a new one. And they had to carry that tension. That didn't just go away. The family didn't just move on. No, from then on, all the family had either had to trust them, and that's hard to trust, be honest. Or from that moment on, any time they walked past them, they would have wondered. They would have wondered what was really going on in their lives. And they carried that. Mary and Joseph carried this tension from that point on for the rest of their lives. They had to live with the perceived shame of this event. That's messy. It's how God works. God often invites us to participate in his work and it's not always clean cut, it's not always easy. Mary had this privilege to, 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 to participate, there it is, need some water, participate in this wonderful event and although it was difficult, it was hard, here we are talking about the wonderful uh, privilege she had to be a part of that story and we praise God, we praise him and we, we think of the people also that God used. Also think about the mess of the census. So if you remember the story, Mary and Joseph are expecting a child. Mary is, is, is almost ready to give birth and a census is called. And so everybody had to go back to their places of birth, their, their places of origin, to record that they, you know, that they were there. And so here's a heaven, heavily pregnant Mary who needs to ride on the back of a donkey. Let's just pause, ladies. Any of you here, if you've been pregnant, just imagine for a moment, would that be a pleasant experience? Can I just ask? Heavenly pregnant, no, riding on the back of a donkey. And from what we understand, it was a 160 kilometre journey. So it was up to five days by foot. Heavily pregnant. Dusty road. This is not comfortable in the slightest. I could just imagine, um, this is the human part of me coming out. Imagine this happening. I, can, I know I would be thinking, really? Now? Lord, the timing of this, it doesn't really align with what I had in mind. Because we do that, don't we? Lord, this doesn't align with, with what I thought would happen here. This is messy. This is inconvenient. And yet, Mary and Joseph, we read, are just obedient and they go. And then there's the mess of the birth event. You could take that literally. But even the fact that Jesus is born where? Not in a hospital. She doesn't have private health cover. There's no Medicare. There's no room even for the most basic of inns. And so they find themselves in a stable, giving birth to a child and placing the baby Jesus in a manger, in a feeding trough. Again, we don't hear, we we don't hear any complaining in the midst of the story. But think about that, how how messy. This isn't this this perfect portrayal of of, of a wonderful event. Actually, it's, it's dirty, it's grimy. It doesn't seem to be going to plan. In a time with no hand sanitizer, Jesus is born out the back and laid in a manger. 
And then the last one for us, the mess of the evil villain. Every good story has an evil villain. Yet, if you read in regards to, to Herod, this man was evil. To the point that I'm not going to fill in the details because of little ears. But this king hears that a baby child is to be born and they're calling him the new king, the one that would reign, and he is furious and he goes to extreme measures to get rid of Jesus. That's all I'll say here. He's furious. And he does something that makes even the worst of evil villains look, look tame because of the people that he targets and the people that he harms. So here's Mary and Joseph. They've now given birth to baby Jesus. They're they're take, taking a part in God's great, amazing plan. They're, they're walking His way. They're walking on His path. They're, they're living out His will for their lives. And an angel comes and tells them to run away and to flee for their lives. Can you imagine their response? But Lord, really? I thought living for you means that everything would go well. I thought that living for you meant that, that the red carpet would be rolled out and then life would go smoothly. But it doesn't. They're fleeing for their lives and we read that they go to Egypt and they stay there until King Herod passes away and dies and then an angel comes again and tells them it's now safe to go to Israel and on their way to Israel it's discerned that Herod's son is just as bad and so an angel says, wait, don't go back yet. We want you to go somewhere else now. Don't go to Israel. Go to Galilee to a town called Nazareth. That's how they end up in Nazareth, because they're fleeing for their very lives. Running from one place to the next. There's a reality here that often when we live for God, there's spiritual opposition. Often when we live our lives to please him, things don't always go the way that we would expect. But as we live for him, we can know this. And I heard someone say this once and it's stuck ever since, that we are invincible until we have done all that God has planned for our lives. No matter where we are, if we're walking with God, he is with us. It doesn't mean things will go smoothly. Actually, Jesus promises his followers, if you're going to follow me, things might get tougher. But I'm with you. I'll see you through the mess. I'll be with you and you'll know I am with you the whole way. Mary and Joseph find themselves in danger, in discomfort, with all their plans changing by, uh, day by day. And I shared that we don't get much by the way of a commentary about their thoughts, but what we do see is they step out and obey God all the way. They follow God's call and his guidance each time. And we see God guiding and leading them. We see God protecting them. We see God affirming them all the way. The shepherds and the wise men come and praise baby Jesus and you can imagine Mary and Joseph being affirmed and encouraged in that, knowing, yes, we're on the right path. It's not easy, but we're on the right path. In a similar fashion, Jesus does not guarantee an easy road for us in this life as his followers. If anything, he informs us that it will be hard. But we can find assurance and peace in the fact that even in the midst of the mess, he is with us. He will guide us 
as we follow him. He will protect us for his purposes as we follow him. And he will bring people around us to encourage us and to affirm us as we live our lives for him. Whatever the future brings, God is with us. I want you to turn to some people around you, maybe to your kids, and simply say those words, God is with us. Give it a try. You might need to knock the person falling asleep beside you. I don't know. It's cosy out here. God is with us. I want you to say it, not just to hear it. I want it to embed deep into your soul. Whatever the future brings, God is with us. We don't know what next year brings. Now, you would assume it's going to be a better year, okay? I'm just going to maybe put that out there, but I don't want to get ahead of myself either because we don't know. We do know that with each and every step of the way that our God is with us in the midst of the mess. And that gives us reason to sing. It gives us reason to stand and to say joy to the world. Let's sing praise to our God for who he is and what he brings in the midst of a very broken world. God is here and available to us. Now we're going to sing that song. That was a segue into our next song. And that means I want to invite the kids. If you have been a good listener, Catherine's going to come up with a very special bag. (laughs) And if you have been good, parents, release them to this spot right here. And now we have some little musical toys and instruments for you. Now, here's the idea. You get to sing and play along to this next song, okay? Parents, we want to see you helping. So, kids, here you can come now. Come on up. We've got some free toys here for you. Parents, if you want to bring the young ones too, if they're not quite confident, come up with them as the band get ready. Oh, what have we got there, Catherine? So, there are mini trumpets, there are bird whistles, there are shakers, and uh, your request... My favourite, kazoos! That's for, if you're not musical, you you use a kazoo. You don't have to have a musical bone in your body. That's it, grab one. We might even have an upper two there, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon we do. Good work. The band come up. I'm going to invite you to stand just for this last one. (laughs) Just stretch those legs a little bit. And let's sing our last song for this morning. I must say, Wally, Wally beat me to it because uh, we're singing, it's traditional to sing when we sing Handel's Messiah and the Hallelujah Chorus. Uh, everybody stands and this is by Handel, so we're not going to sing the Hallelujah Chorus, uh, but we will um, we'll sing Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns, let me 
with our musical instruments. Thank you very much. Put your hands together for the kids. Yes. Now I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas, everyone. Go have a a wonderful celebration with your friends and your family. And we look forward to seeing you in about a month. We'll be back. 24th of Jan is back. We're back on site, so you're about to register online for that. So we invite you to come and be a part of that. Otherwise, check out the live stream each week. That'll still be running. But everyone, have a happy Christmas, happy new year. Look forward to seeing you sometime next year. God bless.